0: One of the most difficult things about starting a business is getting clients. Customers don't just walk in off the street and throw money at you, unless you're a bank, a grocery store, or a gentleman's club. Even if you've got a great product or service, you need to work hard to get customers to say yes. But what if you didn't have to get customers to say yes? What if you just sent them a bill? Don't be ridiculous, you're probably thinking. Companies aren't going to pay you just because you send them a bill? But hold that thought as I've got a story to tell. I'm Michael McLaughlin, and this is Scheme. Let's do this. Very little is known about the background of Emmanuel Madero's. He was married, had a quote humble life in Toronto, and sometimes went by the name Joseph Garcia. Why or how he used an alias? I don't know. But around 2004 or 2005, Medeiros got an idea. He decided to start billing companies for his services. There was just one problem. Companies weren't actually hiring Medeiros to perform any services. However, he wasn't going to let a minor detail like that get in the way. Medeiros hired a company to mail envelopes to firms around the world. Each envelope included a bill, with the amount usually for $297.83. The bills were purportedly for services provided by Bradstreet International, but Madero's later sent bills under the name Boom Global Media. So what service was supposedly being provided? The company got to be listed in an online business directory at boomglobalmedia.com. Wow, what a deal. The website just provided basic information about companies, such as their contact info and the names of a few executives. Now, each invoice that Madero sent out said renewal in large, bold letters. But this wasn't a renewal. The companies had never requested or agreed to anything. Madero's was literally just sending them a bill out of nowhere. To create a sense of urgency, he told companies they'd incur a penalty of 2% per month if they didn't pay. By the way, Madero sent fake invoices to a lot of companies. He paid $1,000 a month to have up to 400 letters sent every two weeks. And he did this for four years. So what happened? Companies paid. Medeiros received money from 25,000 companies around the world. They would mail checks to Medeiros' mail-receiving agency on Greenwich Street in Manhattan. Those checks would then be forwarded to Medeiros in Toronto. Now, to be fair, not all companies paid. Some simply ignored the phony invoice. Other companies thought it was a real invoice but tried to cancel it. When that happened, Medeiros doubled down. He sent faxes and emails threatening to report companies to a collection agency if they didn't pay. When one company in Irving, Texas tried to cancel the service, Madero sent them a bill for double the amount and threatened to refer them to a collection agency. They were afraid their credit rating would be harmed, so they simply paid the bill. Enough companies paid that Madero's received around $7 million. Not bad for a day's work, or in this case, no work at all. But no scheme can last forever, and the U.S. Postal Service began receiving complaints. The post office then stopped delivering mail to Medeiros, and the postal inspectors informed him of their suspicions. They corresponded with Madero's by letter and even spoke to him on the phone. They asked Madero's to come to New York to, quote, straighten the matter out, which is code for, we'd really, really like to arrest you, but you're in Canada. Could you help us out? Being the accommodating guy that he is, Medeiros came to New York on June 18, 2008, gave his side of the story, and was promptly arrested. The 47-year-old Medeiros was charged with one count of mail fraud. Now, you might think this would be an open-and-shut case, but Medeiros' lawyer had a great defense. He said, quote, I don't think he initially thought he was doing anything wrong. The thinking was that if they received a bill, they would pay it. Wow, I guess that clears this all up. Medeiros didn't realize it was wrong to bill 25,000 companies for services he didn't provide and then threaten them if they didn't pay. Unfortunately, a jury never got to hear that legal defense, as Medeiros pled guilty on September 25, 2008, to one count of conspiracy to commit mail fraud. Did you catch that? I said he pled guilty to conspiracy to commit mail fraud. A conspiracy involves two or more persons. The Department of Justice press release didn't name any co-conspirators, but the fact that it said conspiracy means at least one other person was involved. In any case, on January 28, 2009, Medeiros was sentenced to 46 months in federal prison. He was also ordered to forfeit $300,000, which seems a bit low given that he made $7 million from his scheme. So how could this fraud have been prevented? Well, this was clearly a failure of internal controls in the purchasing process. First, companies should have a list of approved vendors that have been vetted, and you should never pay an invoice unless the company is on the approved vendor list. Second, before adding a company to the list of approved vendors, you should verify that the vendor's address is the address of an actual business, and not a mail receiving center, a vacant lot, or the home address of one of your company's employees. You should also call the vendor's phone number to make sure the phone number is in service and that it's the phone number of an actual business. Third, you should never pay an invoice unless you have three things. An invoice, a purchase order, and a receiving report or verification that the services have been delivered. In this case, there was just an invoice. There was no evidence that the company had authorized a purchase or that services have been delivered. All invoices should be accompanied by this type of supporting documentation before they're paid. Now, While all these internal controls reduce the likelihood a company will pay a bogus invoice, there's always the possibility that employees will disregard the internal controls and pay a fake invoice anyway. The fact that Medeiros was just asking for a small amount of money and that he made threats about fines and collection agencies explains why so many companies paid him. It was easier for them to just pay the invoice than to try and figure out what was going on. Fortunately, this story is a happy ending. Medeiros was released from prison on October twentieth, two 2011, and he decided to give back to the community. He promised millions in scholarship funds to underprivileged kids, and then sent invoices to random companies so they could pay for it. I'm just kidding. I have no idea what happened to Medeiros. I hope he's turned his life around. But if you get an invoice from him, don't pay it. I'm Michael McLaughlin, and you've been listening to Scheme.